0: Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it.
1: Hey everyone, it's Brian. The real estate market is crazy. Finding an agent you can trust isn't easy. Thankfully, the one thing I'm more certain of than Brian Schottenheimer calling a running play on second and long is that you can trust John Hurlbut and his team in Altitude Homes. I know John personally, and nobody does it better in Pierce, South King, and Thurston County. So head on over to altitude-re.com HB to get real estate help you need. That's altitude-re.com HB. Or give them a call at 253-222-2626. Again, that's 253-222-2626. Go Hawks!
0: Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Real Hawk Talk. Uh, this is Brian Nemhauser at Hawk Blogger on Twitter. Uh, joined as always by Evan Hill at Evan and Sea um, on Twitter, reacting to what is the second straight loss for the Seahawks, third out of the past four games, um, that drops the Seahawks down to third place in the NFC West, and uh, there's there's a lot to cover. Uh, this is this was. Uh, this is, a, this is a game where I could easily monologue for an hour and a half about how bad things were and what the implications are. But before I do that, uh, Evan, start us off here, man. Um, we both expected, we both predicted a Seahawks loss in this game. Um, doesn't change the fact that it sucks. And uh, there were a lot of things about this game that were bad. So where are you at after, after that performance?
0: Can I flip this on you, Brian? Do it. I, I want to know where your head is at. Before I poison you, potentially poison your brain with my thoughts, I want to hear where you're at. You were a little bit quiet during the game. I, I was I, quiet
1: during the game. Were you watching my feed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I was mainly watching our group chat. But before I poison your brain, I want to actually hear where you're at right now. Um, yeah, I mean, and I'm sorry to flip that on you. I'm just, I, I think you might be in a more rational state. So maybe it's healthier for you. I to-
1: highly doubt that. I mean, here's the thing. Um, I, I mean, I've got a number of rants, um, on, on this particular topic. So one, um, the way this game started, the way this game started, it was, just more of the same from the defense, just absolutely incapable of doing anything correctly. And the Rams were doing whatever they wanted. And where that was getting me was, I mean, if Pete Carroll's not ready to fire Ken Norton, who is clearly standing in the way of this team reaching its potential, we're not talking about this defense being good or even modest. It could be the 32nd ranked defense in a normal year. And just not the worst defense in history. And this team would be in a different place. So uh, that's where it started for me. It was awful. I don't care about the injuries. Don't talk to me about the injuries. Um, Ken Norton does not deserve to have a job in this league. He's an awful, 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 terrible coach. He does not belong in the sideline. And the longer he stays there, the more of an indictment it is at Pete Carroll. So that's, that's where it started. It quickly turned into Do not talk to me about Russell Wilson having to carry the load and that meaning that he's pressing and trying too hard. Bullshit. He played like shit today. This game could have been won if Russell Wilson just played okay. This game could have been won if Russell Wilson did not play awful, awful football. And we have to stop giving him excuses and stop saying, you know, it's everyone but Russell. Russell stunk today. And guess what? If Russell didn't stink against Arizona and make at least those three mistakes or even one less, they would have won that game. And he didn't do well last week either. So I'm done with talking about Russell Wilson getting every possible excuse. It's Pete. It's Schottenheimer. It's the offensive line. It's the defense. No, this was Russell Wilson making inexcusably bad choices throughout the game. And then where it ends for me is I think you got to ask what is the quickest that a coach has been fired after being signed to an extension. Oof. This is this is a team that has absolutely what it takes to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. It is not anywhere close to performing to that level and don't talk to me about division opponents, don't talk to me about tough games. This team played awful football the last two weeks this wasn't one week this was two weeks they played awful football and the conversation about i mean i've been as as positive about this team as anybody the notion that this team can't win a super bowl i'm not there at all but the notion that this particular team the way it's playing right now could win a super bowl 100 percent, no like there's no chance And by the way, that's not just because of the defense. That is not just because of the defense. So I am, I am, I'm as mad as I've been after a loss in a long time. And I knew that I had every reason to expect they were going to lose this game. But I think the thing that, that, that really gets, I mean, it's really a tie. I'm, I'm probably most upset equally at Pete Carroll and the choices he made, including fourth down cowardly bullshit. I mean if you want your team to win give them a chance to win. But between him and Russell uh, I'm I'm just exasperated man and maybe a night of sleep I'll feel like I'll see a little bit of a silver lining and and get my my rational mind back but this was this was shit.
0: Yeah, I, I think it starts at the top. I I completely agree with your analysis of Russell this is the this is the tough pill to swallow on Russell this is not the first week this season of him playing poorly I would argue we're on his fourth consecutive week of playing pretty subpar not playing up to Russell Wilson standards this offense yeah they had a good decent game against the 49ers whatever they're a fucking trash football team Russell has not been good for four weeks there's, there's literally no excuse for it. He is not playing up to the standards of Russell Wilson. But to me, Brian, the consistent theme for me is cowardice. It's cowardice across the defense, across the coaching, across Russell the past four weeks, across the entire offense. They're fucking cowards. They're fucking cowards. Pete Carroll, he didn't. I, don't, I, 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 Pete Carroll made some pretty bad decisions today, but I, I, I agree with you. If Russell had played like a Russell Wilson game today, they would have won. Um, but Pete Carroll coached like a fucking coward today. Pete Carroll coached like a fucking coward today. And Joe Fan had a great tweet. He was like, this offense is one of, and I'm paraphrasing here. This offense is one of supposedly up till the past four weeks, one of the best in the NFL, at least from a talent perspective. The offensive line is pretty good. Russell Wilson has been playing mostly well this year. The receivers are exceptional. Um, I know we have some running backs out, but Pete Carroll has fought, Pete Carroll has more trust in a historically. Awful defense than he does one of the top ranked offenses in the NFL. And that's what Joe Fan was saying. He has, Pete has this irrational trust that this defense is somehow going to rebound, that Ken Norton is somehow going to figure it out, that they're st- going to start playing to their talent level. Guys, we're 10 weeks through this, nine weeks in a bye. It's just disappointing, man. I'm not even. It's hard to see. You're in anger. I feel like you're in anger stage, Brian. I'm in disappointment stage because th- I feel like this can be fixed. They, they Pete can make changes, Brian, to fix this.
1: What 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 changes? Like what, what are you what are you saying that it would have fixed this?
0: I think there's two things that immediately come to the top of mind. Obviously, you need to fire Ken Norton. It's not fucking working. It's not working. They have Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs. I know Shaquille Griffin and Dunbar were out today, but they have Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, Carlos Dunlap. There's some decent players on this defense, some all pros, some pro bowlers. Everybody's playing below their talent level. Every single fucking player on the defense is playing below their talent level. Ken Norton has got to go at, at the, at minimum his responsibilities and influence over the defense needs to be reined in. I don't know if it's back just to a linebackers coach. And finally, Pete's got to not be a fucking coward. Those fourth down decisions, especially that fourth down call where I believe is the first drive of the third quarter. They chose not to go for it on fourth in three inches that they, they, they then let a delay of game happen to punt the fucking football.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd le- <laughs> let's not let John Schneider off the hook either.
0: hundred percent. hundred percent.
1: How many, how many guys are out for some of these other teams and you're finding players that are stepping forward. You're finding guys that, that have enough talent to step forward. And if Lyndon Stevens isn't good enough to be able to help you today, that's on Schneider. You know, like if they, if the cupboards bare, you know, if you think this, this whole line and oh my God, if I hear it one more time for Pete, we just got to get healthy. We've got to get our guys back. That doesn't happen. That's not how the NFL works. You never get healthy. You get less healthy as the year goes on in almost every case. So don't talk to me about waiting for guys to get healthy. And who are we waiting for to get healthy? Quentin Dunbar? Shaquille Griffin? Who both have been statistically two of the worst cornerbacks in the conference? I, I don't know, man. I I that fourth down decision um, that Pete Carroll made, I look, I these are people people I respect people that have done great things for, you know, the team that I love and the community and all sorts of things. And there's a lot of coaches in the NFL that I would hate to have as my head coach for, for the Seahawks. Like there's a lot of really, really trash coaches in the NFL. I think there's only a handful of ones that are good. Sure. But that was, that was, that was a, that was a moment for me where it was like, either you're either you're going to help or you're going to get in the way. And, and if you're not going to help the team, Joe, put it, you said it, Joe put it perfectly. If you're not going to trust your offense to get an inch and you're going to put it on your defense to stop a team that you've never stopped, then you, you deserve what you get. And here's the thing. What did they lose by? They lost by seven points. What happened as a result of that decision? The the Cardinals are sorry, not the Cardinals. We'll talk about that later, but the Rams got Rams got a touchdown, right? So, I mean, there's nothing to say for sure that Seahawks would have picked it up. I don't care about that. I care about the fact that the process for making the decision is completely flawed and completely sends the wrong message to your team. So, I mean, <laughs> there was a chance, Evan, you're going to, you're going to, your eyes are going to bug out of your head when I say. there's a chance Evan for us to actually be talking about how the defense turned a corner today. There was a chance for that. The, the I think this is the, maybe the least amount of yards they've allowed three, less than 400 yards. Yeah. 23 points, <laughs> only six points in the second half. There were, there were turnovers made that could have turned this game around. Yeah. There were stops made that could that when the Rams could have ended it and the defense stood up. So, you know, I know there's a lot of people that just want to make this about Pete Carroll and that's fine. Cause it, you heard, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty pissed at that, but Russell Wilson's gotta be the, you know, he's gotta be so much better than that. And some of the mistakes, when he ducked his head, <sighs> the game was over at that point, but when Russ ducked his head and ran into a sack, I was like, that was Russ in 2012. Like what are we doing what's going on that the pressure wasn't even that bad this game i mean yes the rams were getting through but it, it I, I don't know Uh it was bad it was really bad and you know i don't think you can have much reason to feel confident four days from now either
0: fuck no shock that in as a loss this cardinal's did you, you saw what just happened, right? With the Cardinals oh, yeah. and Bills?
1: I didn't see it, but I heard it. And I was like, of
0: course. I mean, it didn't phase me even as, for a second. Like, I'll be honest with you. I don't mean to laugh for a second, but like, it was a pretty amazing throw. Like, Tyler Perry was like falling out of bounds and just chucked it, you know, falling left. And DeAndre Hopkins, of course, uh, did something fucking crazy. And, you know, what does it look like in the NFC West right now? The Seahawks are third in the NFC West. It goes Cardinals- Rams Seahawks, 49ers Seahawks have lost three of their last four. And do you remember, Brian, I think it was four or five weeks ago, going into this five game stretch. I posed this question on the podcast. I was like, what does success look like Mm -hmm. over the next five weeks? I've been thinking about that question a lot because this is the toughest stretch of their schedule. It's, it's revealing who they are as a football team from the quarterback to the offense, to the defense, to the coaching, to special teams, everybody. It's revealing who we are. And this team is one in three. And they beat a very bad 49ers team, a very bad 49ers team missing half their star players. I don't know what yeah. to say, man. I, 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 I probably sound very non-emotional. I don't even know what to say. I'm. They they sh- they've shown up four straight weeks. I, maybe with the exception of the forty nine ers game, they have showed up unprepared, uh not executing as well as the other here's team. The
1: thing, Evan, like the last two weeks, absolutely like for sure. I think they played pretty well against the Cardinals. And what I can't get past, and this is just the way my mind works. People are gonna have their own points of view on this, right? But. For all the things that you knew, you you, going into this season, I don't think any of us thought, "Oh, Ken Norton." When he got hired, I don't think any of us were like, "Oh, Ken Norton's going to turn this." Nobody thought Ken Norton was good, other than maybe Pete Carroll. No, and and I don't think we felt particularly great about this defense ever. Like we were, even the preseason, we were like hopeful about the secondary for sure, but we were like, you know, maybe they can be top, you know, top half of the league if if we're super lucky. And so, but we all, what we all thought is Russell Wilson is in his prime. He's ready to have the best year of his career. He's got this best, um, uh, you know, targets to throw to. He's got an offense now built around him that is passing with volume and uh, in early downs. And here's the thing where I get to Evan. If Russell Wilson is better in two of those three games, Seahawks win both of them. Like you could argue this game, maybe not. I mean, I, I think that's fair. To me, it's at least a toss-up because the, the Seahawks were just bad overall. But, I mean, Russell cost the team a touchdown with that pick. He definitely cost them points with that pick. You know, he cost them probably points with the second pick that he threw. And I can't, I don't know what the stats are, but the amount of, the amount of times that Russell throws, other interceptions that he throws on outbreaking routes to the right side of the field, I can't tell you how many times I've seen when he throws a pick, that's the type of route and the type of throw. He just, he misjudges those for some reason. And so I put a lot of this at his feet because I, not because I have anything against Russell, but because he's the best player. And he like, if he just plays to his, his football card, if he just plays to who he should be, the way the defense played today should have been good enough.
0: It was really a, a tale of two halves for this defense. They had a yeah. they they had an impressive second half, and I and I know we're not super in the mood to talk about sil- silver linings, but Jamal Adams Jamal Adams had a really strong day, forced fumble, two sacks. Uh, Puna Ford had a phenomenal game today. Played well. Uh, QB hit a sack. Jordan Brooks even flashed a little bit here and there. <sighs> I don't even know what to say. That's how fucking disappointed
1: I am. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one thing that you're probably not going to hear too much of.
0: I think I think we're seeing how important Chris Carson is to this offense. You really felt like today the running game was the missing point.
1: No, it's not just about running. I mean, Chris Carson certainly is a better runner than anyone the Seahawks put on the field by a significant margin. Sure. But he's he's also a better pass protector. He can be used out of the backfield. He's just a better offensive weapon.
0: But and- here's the thing I have. Here's the problem I have with that, Brian. If Russell doesn't make like four or five catastrophically dumb fucking decisions today, they win this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this game is on Russell's head. This game is on Russell's head. Let's let's be very fucking clear about that. Russell Wilson. If we're gonna do the blame plot pie, takes like ninety. Mm, 85, 90% of it for me.
1: I'd go 70. Sure. I, I, yes. Somewhere around there.
0: I'm not convinced that if you, if you replace, yes, obviously Chris Carson is a million times better than Alex Collins. And I'm tired of seeing Alex Collins run on first and second down, by the way, I'm fucking exhausted with it. He's not good. Give, give DJ Dallas Was DJ Dallas even active today. Yeah. He had, he had a couple of plays. <sighs> Here's the this, thing. This offense goes only as far as Russell Wilson will take it. That's Here's the thing. reality.
1: It's it's absolutely true. And that's the that's okay. People say that like it's a bad thing. Like, like this team can't win a Super Bowl unless Russell plays like an MVP. Yeah, that's how the team is built. Like he needs to be an MVP. Like, yeah. Does that give the defense an excuse to be historically bad? No. Of course it doesn't. But this this bar lowering where, where Russ is like, yeah, it's, it's unfair that he has to be so good every week. Well, yeah, like Tom Brady did it for like two decades. Like, yes, if you want to be the best player that ever played the game, you got to kind of be good a lot to do that. And we're talking about the mistakes that he made when he threw the ball. He didn't give DK Metcalf a chance in this game. He did something that I've seen Russell do before. He did it in the Super Bowl to Doug Baldwin when uh, he would be guarded by who was the the corner? I'm forgetting his name. The lockdown corner um, that played for the Pats and the Jets, Darrell Revis. Oh, yeah, right. Russell sometimes gets in his mind where he's like, "I'm not going to challenge the best corner. I'm just going to go elsewhere. It doesn't matter if my best receiver's on him or getting open. He just doesn't even look that direction." And I don't know if you saw Evan, but DK was getting he was getting pretty
0: pissed at his quarterback today. Brian, I have a question for you. Yeah. One name we haven't mentioned. Brian Schondheimer. How much blame do you place at his feet? And 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 that's not a
1: it's a good question.
0: Rhetorical question. It's just a name that, you know, we gave a lot of credit to over the first five or six weeks of the season, right? Shot let shoddy. You skybox shoddy. That was the, that was the fucking handle. How do you feel like he's performed over the past few weeks?
1: Well, I mean, as far as today goes, I thought shoddy had a few plays where he gave the team a chance to, to move the ball. And, and I mean, Russell was off all day. Even the plays that were made that were guys were wide fricking open. Yeah. They were having to jump up to catch the ball. I mean, there were some guys that were really open. Disley was wide open on a number of plays. Olsen was open. Uh, Tyler Lockett on the flea flicker was wide open. Like DK Metcalf was open. So this does not, this particular game does not jump out to me as like a, let's let's just assassinate shoddy. Sure. Um, I do think that they came out running the ball more on early downs. And I think they did it because they didn't feel confident in their offensive line going against Aaron Donald. And I think they were trying to get the Rams a little bit off um, the pass rush. So I understood why they tried that a little bit more today. Um, By the end of the game, when they were still doing it, I mean, that was just comically stupid. So I don't think Shadi came out with a great game plan last week against Buffalo. Um, I thought he came out with a wonderful game plan against Arizona. I thought he was fantastic against Arizona and I thought he was fine against San Francisco. So he just doesn't jump out to me. How about you?
0: I think he's been fine. And, and I know I probably led the question acting like I was going to rail on him, but I, I really think Russell has been the issue the past four weeks on the offensive side of the ball. He's just making like uncharacteristic throws like the, that across the body across the field, like 20 yards of green grass. Honestly, if he had kept running, he probably would have scored a touchdown. Probably. I he had one defender to juke, he probably jukes him.
1: Yeah, that was. I mean, have you is there a is there a worse play you can remember in Russell Wilson's career? I mean, maybe the we, Green Bay NFC Championship game, one of those
0: we were talking about that in the group chat, and I, I firmly believe like I'm not talking outcome of like what happened, like the, let me put it this way. I'm not talking like a great play by a defender. I'm not factoring that in. I'm talking like explicitly through the narrow view of Russell making a football decision. That was one of the worst football decisions I've ever seen Russell make in his career. I I honestly can't think of a worse one. Don't tell me Super Bowl 49. I don't want to hear that bullshit. That was a great play by the defender. I actually don't even think that was a super bad throw by Russell at all. Um, that was just highly uncharacteristic, and I don't know if you give. Actually, I'm not even willing to bring up this conspiracy theory because I think it g- gives Russell an excuse because he's been no, playing I, so. Bring poorly. it
1: up because people are talking about it.
0: Yeah, people think he. People think he's injured. I mean, what? What? But based I, off of what?
1: Exactly. What? It's
0: like like what? what physical limitation? Like, are you seeing from him? I'm not seeing any physical limitation. Are you?
1: Like. Uh, so he is hurt and that caused him to turn down 20 yards in front of him running. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Throw left, like really, <laughs> that's I'm why maybe, maybe he is, there was a game a few weeks ago. I can't remember what, it, which game it was where I saw him grab his right hand or he was moving it around a little bit. I watched the rest of the game. He was fine. Like, yeah. so I haven't seen the evidence of that other than his throws have been a little bit off target. Um, People are saying he has concussions. Like, really? Like you think that they'd be messing around with their franchise quarterback having concussions. And I, I don't know, like that seems really, that seems like, like you said, that seems like just giving Russell some sort of out other than the fact that he just has been making bad decisions. And you know what, Evan, you said it earlier this week in our pod, and you're right. For whatever reason, Russ seems to have one month a year. It's not one game, one month a year where he just goes bizarro Russ. And all of a sudden he makes terrible decisions. He's passing inaccurately. He just looks like shit. People don't remember 2013, 2013, the last month of the season. I think the Seahawks were either one and three or they they definitely like they lost to the Cardinals In a game that they actually picked the ball off, I think like four times off Carson Palmer, but Russ turned it over more or enough to like every year he seems to have this time. And look, people talk about his record after a loss and I believe in it. He, He is resilient. I mean, that's one of the best things about him. I don't see a lot of reasons to feel confident about how the Seahawks can play this Thursday. Like. Certainly not the defense. Certainly not the defense. I don't think you should expect to get either of the corners back this week, on a short week. So I think Evan, we got to start looking at a team that is likely going to be six and four
0: potentially. This and this is one thing I wanted to mention, Brian. And kind of
1: by the way, one and three in the conference and zero oh and two
0: against the Cardinals. Kiss the division goodbye. you you let you you teed this up perfectly for me okay this is not a legit super bowl contending team they're not and i know you may disagree slightly but with, with how they're currently playing with the competence of the coaching staff right now with how russell is playing with how the defense has played for the past 9 weeks this is not, they are not super bowl contenders they're not Super Bowl contenders. I, I I believe the offense will rebound. This is, this is not as disappointed as I am in Russell. This is not super shocking to me because like I said, I think he's a super streaky player. And that's not excusing him whatsoever. He's the second highest, third highest paid quarterback in the NFL after Deshaun Watson. He needs to play better. Bottom line. Bottom line. But the reality is is with how this team is currently playing nobody should have Super Bowl expectations for this team not with Ken Norton at the defensive helm not with Pete Carroll you know making super cowardly fourth down decisions refusing to make any adjustments on the defensive leadership side of things this is not a championship football team and we need to get real as Seahawks fans we need to get real this is not it's time to take off the homer the homer glasses here this is not unless things dr- drastically improve, I think particularly on the defensive side of the ball and the offense gets in a groove again, they're not contenders, man. Um, I'm so just telling I, you the I truth. Gotta, I
1: gotta, <laughs> I gotta say something like, first of all, we talked about Joe fans question yeah. about Pete Carroll and, um, going for it on fourth down. And I, <laughs> I quote tweeted Joe's tweet, and I said, man, please, please ask this question to Pete exactly as you put it, and he did. Oh, texted
0: me. Hit hit me, Brian. Did he answer it already? He did. Tell me. Tell me all about it.
1: He said he would would do it again. He would punt it again if given the same choice. No, he didn't. He did. Just now. He He did. He did. He was pressed. He was pressed about whether he's trusts his worst defense in league history in those situations. And he said, I don't expect them to score every time against our defense or something along those lines.
0: Has he been watching the same defense as we have all year?
1: That is, that is, is damning. I mean, I'd say that two weeks in a row, those are incredibly damning, horrible comments from your coach, your head coach. Last week he said, They came out and they just passed. We didn't expect that. Ryan. Those are terrible things. You cannot be a head coach and be that stupid and that cowardly. So first of all, kudos to Joe fan, who's maybe the only courageous media member to ask a question that tough of of this staff, he's going to get railed by the Seahawks PR department. I guarantee it, but good for Joe for doing his job. And. God help us if that's how Pete Carroll looks at that situation, Evan.
0: I, I want to be as calm and measured as possible, but and I don't want to be a take machine, although I often am, <laughs> Brian. But if you go back to your point, you've got to ask the question, is P. Carroll in the way of preventing this team from reaching a Super Bowl?
1: I've always thought, thought that's a, a ridiculous take for, for a while. Um, Pete Carroll's seen the largest stretch of winning in this team's history and has managed to do things that are incredibly difficult to do in terms of turning over an entire coaching staff and turning over an entire roster and, and all those kinds of things. But this is where it's gotten to me, Evan. If he doesn't fire Ken Norton... I mean, fire, not like reassign, but like show that the team and to his players, that he's going to hold him accountable? If he doesn't start living by his own motto of always compete and saying, you know what players, if you're not doing your job, you're going to sit, even if it means we're putting a practice squad guy out there, then he is not doing everything he can for this team to win. And If he can't get this defense to play better, then I don't think he brings enough to, this, to the table to be the head coach. I'm not even talking about making this defense great. But if he cannot take responsibility and find a path for this team defense being better, that's the number one thing. The fourth down stuff, it drives me crazy. I will hate it. I will always hate it. If that's the only thing that he does wrong, The Seahawks could win with him. That's, that's sure. That's, sure. That's like way down the list for me, or at least it's down the list. But man, this is the weirdest thing, Evan, is I, like we said, I expected them to lose this game. I I absolutely came and expected them to lose. You, You and I both picked them to lose this game. It wasn't that they lost and it wasn't even how they lost to me. It's the expectations I had for what this team can be this year and what I see them becoming now. It's the, that's the expectation thing that has me so upset after this game, they should be, they should be, this should have been an easy year. This is the easiest schedule they're ever going to have the cupcake schedule, easiest schedule, They've got a good offensive line. They've got a great quarterback. They've
0: got great receivers, tight ends. Brian, the talent is fucking there. Maybe not on the pass rush. I'll I'll, I'll give the defensive line as a watch. And yes, we can blame John Schneider. We can pile on for him. But the talent is there. This is not a uh, talent-ridden team. They have the talent. They have pro bowlers. They have an offensive line that is playing like the best. It, we have the best offensive line we've had in Pete Carroll's tenure. You could make an argument. We have the best. I actually don't even think it's an argument. We have the best receivers in Pete Carroll's tenure. DK probably. Uh, you, sure. Probably. Okay. It's close with the Golden. I'll, I'll take that. Probably. Um, they have a pretty good tight end group, mm-hmm. they have good linebackers. They invested a first round pick in a linebacker in the secondary. Although the corners are struggling, the secondary should not be as bad as they are.
1: That's where I think I have some questions on that one from a fan. Like we don't know shit about what we're talking about point of view. Sure. Like these guys should be better. Uh, Quentin Dunbar, as we talked about this week, Pete's made it clear publicly that he's not the kind of corner that he's used to playing with and doesn't play the position the way he's accustomed to having it played. That's on John Schneider. Yeah. The fact that they had to trade two firsts and a third to get Jamal Adams because John Schneider decided to draft Malik McDowell instead of Buddha Baker. And that he then after did that had to trade multiple picks for Sheldon Richardson. And then even if none of those things had happened, he spent a pick on Ethan Posick in the second round and tried to play, and you know, you could say about that, but then drafted Leno Hill and Tedrick Thompson. I mean, there were just absolute, absolute horrifying personnel decisions in the secondary. And we've talked a little bit about Quandra Diggs. He wasn't good again today. His job is to take away slants and posts and The Rams got those today and and Quandre Diggs was getting turned around. So, um, I mean, I see, here's the thing, here's the thing, Evan is the way you look at situations like this, or the way you respond to this kind of adversity is like, there's people that are saying like, forget, let Russ cook. They need to go back to being a running team and that'll protect the defense. And like Russ won't turn the ball over as much. And that's not how I see it, man. That's not, they, they could do that and it might help in some way, but it doesn't make them a team that can win a championship. The only way this team wins a championship is if they're playing the way they played offensively for the first part of the season. And that is putting a game on Russell's shoulders. Yeah. So I don't, none of this means as, as, as much as I put this game on Russ today, none of that means I want to see them play offense differently. None of it. I just want to see Russ play better. I think I think he will. I think
0: he will. Because when Russell Russell, I mean, we forget. I mean, obviously the past three or four weeks have been difficult, but like the offense was the number one offense in the NFL through the first six weeks. Like they were really good. Yeah. And and I do agree with you. They will bounce back. They will. I I don't. It's not like Russell to stay down for a couple of months we're going on week four week three whatever you want to consider it of russell making bad decisions he's a streaky player again that's not making excuses for him i just think that's acknowledging who he is as a quarterback but here's the thing brian we talked about i want to flip this back on his head for a second we talked about a tale of two halves with the defense and i and i'm comfortable giving them credit for making adjustments in the second half brian but that first half was still really bad. Oh, it was bad. Like it, it, it showed me that there's still major issues on the defense. These are unresolved <laughs> issues. Like
1: 100. That's these why these are like...
0: these are not fixed. And I'm glad they made the adjustments at halftime, but they're still there.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You know that's why. You know you could say, hey, how can you how can you both say that the defense played good enough to win and say Ken Norton needs to be fired? Like. They were awful again in the first half of this game, and it was it was it was bad. So so that doesn't change anything. Um, I got a take for you though, man. As as a card carrying Sean McVeigh McVay lover that you are, if I'm a Rams fan, I'm like, holy shit! Like, our offensive plan was not good. Like for for them for them to. For them to score six points in the second half against this defense? Against this defense? Sure. This defense is horrible. I did not think this was a game where Sean McVay came out looking very good. Like, I thought, first half, they did fine. And if they kept that up, 100%. This is arguably the best the Seahawks have played against a Sean McVay offense. With this
0: defense. That's my take. I'm comfortable with that take. Yeah. I mean, they scored six points in the second half. Is that what it was? Six points, six points. And I mean, we're talking about, let's not undersell it potentially the worst defense in NFL history. Yeah. Right. Like that's not an exaggeration. Like I'm not using hyperbole. Like there's multiple metrics that say they are on pace for the worst defense in NFL history. So, yeah, I, sure. If I'm a Rams fan, I'm a little bit concerned, but at the end of the day, uh, they won the football game. It's just, let me put it this think, way. Brian, can you, that, yeah, go ahead. Can you stack rank your concerns, like moving forward for me? Because I, I understand this game was horrible, and I understand the last four weeks have been absolutely awful, but in your mind, like moving forward, what are the issues that you feel like will get resolved and what are the issues that you feel like will not get resolved? Like stack rank. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, because it is one game. It was horrible, but there's a lot of season left. And I'm not trying to be positive. I promise.
1: No, that's fine. That's
0: (laughs) fine. I I just want
1: to, there's one thing I have
0: to. Are you going to pull up another horrible quote for me?
1: No, I just have to look. So so the Rams had 107 yards of offense in the second half. Six points and 107 yards. They had one scoring drive of 88 yards. Other than that, their longest drive in the second half was eight yards. That's a game Russell Wilson needs to win. Yeah. Like we just talked about, the expectation is not for this defense to be great. But that's good enough. That's good enough. And they were within no more, like they were no farther than 10 points behind the entire way. So like, sorry, I just, I'm, I'm doing some math to add this up, but like 107 yards in the second half and six points. If you had told me that beginning of this game, I would have been like, holy crap. Yes, yes, I will take that. And by the way, there is more news. Jamal Adams played through heroically played through a shoulder injury. We were told so pretty good chance. He won't play next week. I would say um, if it was that bad. Uh, So you said stack rank the issues and you're saying, which are the ones that are most, you want me to rank them by what's the biggest issues or what are the issues most likely to be fixed?
0: Uh, Biggest issues, most likely to not be fixed. Like Uh, what are your highest concerns moving forward there's yeah. no way
1: this, there's no way the secondary gets fixed i don't see it the only way that that, that potentially happens is Jaquiel griffin comes back and he and trey flowers like just play much better like flowers actually had another decent game today i would say this is his fourth straight decent game so in general i don't have a lot of confidence that that can happen but that's the number one thing. Um, I, I mean, that's just players. I, Evan really just comes. To, I do not have any confidence that Ken Norton will outcoach anybody in the NFL. Not a single opposing offensive coordinator. I think he will make bad choices and come up with bad game plans, and the team will have to be coming overcoming those every single week. That's
0: right. I re- I- can I remind you of, of a specific play that broke me today? Yeah, please. Early second quarter, Rams have the ball. Third and nine. It was originally third and four. They had a false start. Okay. Third and nine. The most predictable play call of all time. I literally looked to my wife and I told her, it's going to be a screen. It's going to be a screen. Evan Hill. No coaching experience whatsoever knew immediately it was going to be a screen. What did the Seahawks do? What did they do? All out blitz. He has not figured it out, Brian. Ken Norton has not figured it out. I don't know what the fuck is going through his fucking head, but you know what? I'm done talking about Ken Norton. I'm done talking about Ken Norton. You know who we need to talk about? Fucking Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll. I'm tired of bashing my head against a fucking concrete wall every single week for two and a half months. I'm tired of it. You know who has the ch- who has the authority and the influence to change this? Pete Carroll. Yep. Pete Carroll does. Yep. Take this in any other situation in life, if. Brian, you're a leader within your own respective organization. If you had a team member that is consistently required to execute in key moments and deliver when needed, and he consistently does not. He does not do his job. You're going to make a change. or That's you're just, at least going to restrict his responsibilities. Let's t- can we talk about that?
1: can i can I respond to that for a second? Sure. So for folks that are managers, and manage employees. This has nothing to do with football. This is just leadership in general. There's a a concept called performance management. It's It's not crazy. It's in all professions. And it's part of your responsibility as a manager. And what that means is that you both need to be good at identifying talent and getting it to where it needs to be and promoting it. But it also means if there's someone who's not doing their role, not doing their job, it is an incumbent on you as their manager to make sure that they're aware of it to help them try to overcome it and if they can't to show them the door show, help them get to a, a, another role another place where maybe they can find their footing it's not about that they're a terrible person and they deserve punitive damage it is that they are not doing their job and you know what happens so often in management this is not just specific to football but in general it's hard to performance manage somebody it is hard to tell somebody, another human being, especially if you have a heart and you care about people, it's hard to tell someone, you know what? You're not doing good. You're not doing you know, your job well. And here's the things you're not doing well. It is way easier just to look the other direction, say it'll get better, and keep going. But you know what the effect that that has, Evan, on the organization?
0: Morale goes down. Absolutely. There are people. Trust in leadership. Ass. Trust in leadership is fractured.
1: There are people busting their ass to be the best at what they can do. And if they see somebody who's not being held to that standard and is being let off the hook week after week, that absolutely has an impact on their performance. And so the exact opposite happens when you actually do make the choice. When you say, you know what, you're not doing well enough. I'm going to make the tough call. You're going to see the, you're going to move somewhere else. The whole organization gets energized by that because they feel like they've got a leader who's going to do his job. And right now, Pete Carroll is not doing his fucking job. Period. Uh, Evan, I wish I didn't care about this team so much. I'm too old for this shit. (laughs) Now we're going into lockdown again. I got nothing else. I can't play golf. I can't watch the Seahawks. Like, uh,
0: It's bad, man. It sucks. It's it's, it's, you know what? Let's it's dark it. at like 2
1: p.m. here now, dude. <laughs> like, I just, I'm just i just going to wake up. I'm going to roll over. I'm going to take some kind of like Ambien, and I'm going to go back to sleep. I'll be up for five <laughs> minutes a day. That's my new plan.
0: It's, I, I, I'm just tired of the hypocrisy, man. I'm tired of the hypocrisy. I'm tired of hearing Pete saying, Enchanting, always compete, always compete, always compete, always compete my ass. You you don't live by your own standards. I'm confident in saying that. Like it's it's clear. It's clear unless unless Pete makes a decision tomorrow morning, you know, to make a change, he's not living by his own standards. And it, it it's just it sucks this is just painful. I, I don't even have words anymore. It's this team should be so much better than they are.
1: All they right. have the talent. Enough of this pity party.
0: I, I, I gotta say one of the things I
1: appreciate is even in this type of situation, we've got, you know, a thousand people on, uh, having a conversation, helping each other out. And you've got, <laughs> you've got some kind of ridiculous fan who is all caps. And I will just say the person text. Typing in the chat in all caps, uh, I'll let it go tonight because it's kind of making me laugh, but that will not be tolerated in the future. And complimenting Evan generally will not be tolerated in the future. It will be an immediate performance uh, management situation. Oh, Brian, to the do you want to
0: know something really funny? Uh-huh. DJ Reed and I are literally the same. Okay. DJ Reed may have more, more muscle than me, obviously, and less body fat, but DJ Reed and I are the exact same weight and the exact same height. How horrifying is that? How, hor- how horrifying is that? <laughs> That's not good, Evan. I'm like a little like hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he was playing our left cornerback spot tonight.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad. bad. Um, folks, if you haven't already, um, join up at patreon.com slash hawkblogger. Uh, you get immediate access to the Slack channel where there is a channel there is a channel we've created that's called positive vibes only. And that might be the only place I spend time for a while because I need, I need things. I need to see like, you know, puppies and kittens and, you know, it's bad dude. So um, I'm going to go, my wife's ready for me to help out with the rest of, The duties in the world um because this was an absolute duty um this game so anything else you want to say before we sign off
0: yeah actually thanks thanks for giving me the second um just to get real for a second like guys this year has been so painful for so many people like people have lost their lives people have lost their jobs people have lost their income lost their stability in life like families are fractured right now like I know the Seahawks are causing a lot of pain, but you do you fan how you want to fan, but I encourage you to take care of yourself this week. Do something else that's not revolving around football. Spend time with, you know, family members in your household, have Zoom sessions, do some self-care sessions. Like genuinely, I was just talking about this with a buddy, like this year has been so painful and I I personally – do not believe the Seahawks should be allowed to add to that pain. So I'm not saying don't be a fan. Don't be involved. I'm not saying any of that. Just take care of yourselves. It's been a, it's been a rough year.
1: I love that. And I do have to end on, on a positive note. Cause that's just who I am. <laughs> Congratulations to Evan Hill and Jason Myers. For a fantastic game. And oh. fantastic. He's one of the only guys that stepped up in this game and did more than his fair share. So that was beautiful.
0: That was a 61 yard field goal, man.
1: I do want to take a little credit. I, in our chat said he can make this before he picked <laughs> it. So I believed, um, but good on him, man. Good on him and good for you. I know you've been a fan. All right, everybody. Uh, take care of yourselves. Um, try not to overeat. That's probably what I'm going to go do. Um, and uh, get some exercise. Uh, be good to each other. Don't take it out on each other. This isn't anyone else's fault other than the teams. So uh, we will see you again this week, this Wednesday night, which will be the night before Thursday night football where the Seahawks take on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Um, so it's going to be a
0: eventful week. No matter what. NFC West leading Cardinals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: You've been prophetic, man. You've been prophetic. I got to give it to you.
0: All right,
1: everybody. Stay. Have a good night, Evan. Say hi to Alex and uh, take care, everybody.